We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to True Faith Weekly Podcast. I'm Alex Hurst, joined today by Richie Smith, who was at the Newcastle demolition of Queen's Park Rangers last night. Richie, uh, very jealous. First game I've missed this season, and and Newcastle go and do that. Uh, how was it? If you could try and sum sum it up in in one very brief phrase. Um, I mean, what was great about it really was it was not just what was on the pitch. It was in the stands as well. Um, yeah, I've been to a lot of uh, a lot of away games and you know been been off but by by. Uh, yeah, the amount of knobheads that are in the away stands, and, and maybe that has been fueled quite a bit by how, how shit it's been for um, over the past three years or so. But it was just such a positive experience in the stands last night. It was just so enjoyable. Um, it, you know, everyone was everyone was singing. The, the atmosphere was absolutely tremendous from the away fans. From you know, even from where I was uh, being there, it's not always easy to uh, pick that up um, and not get an idea of what it sounds like. Uh, if you want, just kind of look up the park of the stadium, but it was it was just great, and it was just uh, everyone was just absolutely loving it, and just literally seeing a team that are just so so far ahead of the opposition that was in front of them um, on so many levels, and uh, and just I uh, just class to see us just actually score yeah. <laughs> a number of goals. Um, I think uh, you know, I can't remember the last time I've. Well, actually, I don't think I've ever actually been to a... Um, I'm trying to think if I've actually seen Newcastle score six goals before. So, someone obviously scored five in the derby a few years ago, but, but you know, it's just, it, was, um, it was just... Uh, it was just tremendous. We actually scored six. We've scored six in twi- uh, twice inside 12 months. A lot of people are forgetting today on social media when they're talking about the last times we did it. We beat Norwich 6-2 last year. But obviously that, that, that was at home <laughs> in a different era. Um, under Benitez now, I think, you know, that's five against Spurs, uh, six now. I, I can only see it continuing and I agree with you on, on everything you've said. First of all, I am the biggest critic of Newcastle's away support. The further south it goes and it was absolutely fantastic last night, as good as it's been all season. Uh, I have my own theories into that and I'm not I'm not criticising people who don't live locally. It's not because of that. Um but it was just it was so loud on the radio, um, you know, and on Sky, Sky Sports News. Uh, what a what an atmosphere for the for the players to be part of in front of, and also like you say, 
it, it, we haven't been threatening to do that to a team because our control of games has been so absolute that we haven't needed to score <laughs> more than one normally. Um, like I don't know if you heard us on the post Derby Cup podcast on on Saturday. That was that was brilliant because it was just again like like Bristol, like Brighton. It was just so easy. You never thought we were going to concede. And then for the players to have kind of taken right, we've done that two or three games. Now we'll actually take the handbrake off at half time, and that's what it seemed like. It's just it's just another stage of the progression of this very carefully and very well put together football team by Rafa Benitez. And was I mean you didn't really get to hear too much um, in terms of QPR attacking threat, but was it was it another complete defensive blockout? I mean, <clears throat> I got asked the question this morning. One of my mates is like, you know. So I take it the defenders love class like you can't defenders, and I said, to be honest, they didn't. They didn't really shine because they just didn't have to shine. They just made it look so easy. Yeah. I mean, Dummett and Anita. I mean, Dummett, as we know, doesn't really get forward apparently. Uh, almost Dummett just. Yeah, I would. You would have forgot he was even on the pitch just just <laughs> because he was just not on the do a lot. Anita got forward quite a few times. The two centre backs, Clark and Lascelles. I mean, they would. It, they just mopped up all night long, and, and that was that was on the odd QPR attack that there was. I, I just never felt one one moment. I think this kind of echoes what you lads were saying at Derby match. Never felt one moment of like nerves that they were going to score a goal. It just looked so so easy. Um, but just going back to your point that you made before, Alex, about. Uh, seeing this kind of coming together of a team that Benitez is creating I just spent some moments last night in the stands just it was an absolute pleasure just to see Newcastle even without the ball just seeing how organised they look you could just see that clear bank of two banks of four defence and midfield and then two two strikers and every time the ball was moving to the left side of the pitch almost like a kind of synchronisation all of our uh, players very solidly in the position which is going uh, moving in the direction of the ball and QBR in the end couldn't get past them because they were so well organised that we ended up just nicking the ball off them and then you know going going forward it was just a pleasure to see after three years of seeing you know us defenders scrambling around midfield out of position people pointing places that they should and shouldn't be everyone knew their, their position everyone knew what the rule was and it was just an absolute delight to see it was just an actual Drilled, organised, professional football team, and, and QPR didn't have a clue with how to break us down. It was just tremendous. Yeah, I, I, I think I put um, in my preview on True Faith of the for the for the QPR game that it was about fifty-five minutes on Saturday when when the Derby team just realised they weren't going to score. And that, that decimates the team mentally. I can only imagine the moment in the game when QPR realised they were, they were going to lose that game. And I'd imagine it was very early on. And it, it sounded like um, even before the first goal was scored, it was just an absolute domination by the team. And to go away from home. And let's, I think QPR was seventh last night, you know, going into the game. Yeah, yeah. Hard, hardly like we've turned up and done Blackburn here. Um, yeah. QPR was seventh going into that game. And, and to go and play our football... Like we're, it sounds like we've done, and to dominate the game in every area, but also control the game. Like you say, it's uh, it's quite scary, uh, or for, for other teams, brilliant for us, but it must be quite scary and um, imposing for for teams who are going to welcome Newcastle to their stadium in the future. And 
and, and, and from last night, do you, do you think, what I'm interested to find out is, is, do you think QPR could have done anything about it? Were they that bad, or was it simply, I'm sorry lads, we're, this is our game tonight? And I'm not. I'm not trying to um, dumb down our performance because I, absolutely, I've just I've just spoken about how well we played, how organised we were. But they were abysmal. I mean, I, I can't remember, and I include Newcastle within this. <laughs> I can't. I can't remember a team who like mistakenly kicked the ball out of play so many times than QBR did last night. <laughs> like every time, every time they had possession. Like they either scuff a pass or you know pass to someone who wasn't there, and it was incredible. The amount of times the ball just went out of play, and it, they were so so poor. But I mean, this just part of an overall bigger point here it was the same as last time we went down, and it's even more so this this season. This tripe that gets rolled out about the championship being a really good league, oh, it's so tough. It's going to be hard. You get no easy games in the championship. If you're a good team, like Newcastle when we went down last time, and we were a good team now, it's not. It's not. It's not fucking hard. It's. it's it looks too easy, and I'm, I'm not. Don't want to get, get ahead of myself. But it was the same. You know, that you hear these outsiders. You know, kind of saying, "Oh, it's a different league now, and Benitez has never managed in the championship, and oh, it's a physical league." You know, if you if you're a, if you're a good team, you, the the standard in that league really is not that great, and, and that's shown by our fixtures so far, including last night. You know, quite a number of the fixtures that we've had so far, people have said, "Oh, that's a tricky fixture. Oh, that'll be a tricky one off here." And and let's be honest, apart from the first two games, which I think we can put down, uh, certainly the Fulham game, put down to just nerves and. Um, feeling a bit. I'm, I'm not, not not having the team. There, there was, I think, there's about yeah. 15 players. Do you know what I mean in terms of in and out from those two games? Yeah. So it's a totally different squad. Yeah, yeah, and and and, and just you know, if Newcastle keep on playing like that, like they did last night, they play like that every week. We'll, we will just keep on winning, and and it's just because it just looked that it just looked that easy for them, and. Uh, and, it, and, and, it, and the fact that we were never really ever put at risk of conceding a goal. Um, so uh, yeah, I mean, I just feel I had to make that point because I'm, uh, I had me had a bit of scepticism with people, you know, kind of pulling that one out again at the start of the season about the championship being this like awfully difficult, high standard league, and, and really it just isn't. <laughs> <laughs> I think, and as well, um, I thought I thought Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank was really disingenuous after the game. Um, yeah. And it's it's such an easy thing to say. Look at the money Newcastle have spent, and then obviously the repost of that is what actually made forty million quid profit. Blah blah blah. Look at the and he's 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 listing off all these players Newcastle have bought. Bar Matt Ritchie, Bar Matt Ritchie, Benitez has only signed Championship players because because there wouldn't be playing at Newcastle if there were Premier League players or if there were this level of footballer that Jimmy Foyd Hasselbank just thinks is un- unattainable to his side yes Newcastle are always going to have a bigger pull than QPR and I'm not talking about QPR in particular um, but to see your side lose 6-0 and then just say oh, well Newcastle have got tw- 12 million for Richie and I just thought that was really poor from him and he, he was saying that QPR are a disgrace and he was saying Newcastle are very good I don't think it's the quality of players that on Owen in Newcastle. Well, it, by the way, it helps massively. <laughs> and that's maybe yeah. like 6 0 compared to maybe 2 or 3 0. I don't think it's the quality 
I like. I think it's the organisation, the work rate, the 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 um character. I know I'm sounding a bit like Brendan Rogers, yeah, but the character of that team, the character of that team is is so positive and so yeah. uh, confident that you you could you could have probably swapped a lot of players in 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 and out through the teams last night. Yeah. And if we were playing in Rafa, Rafa Benitez Newcastle United, would have still done them quite easily. So I don't think it's buying yeah. the league, and that's that's it's such a lazy accusation because like you like you say. Um, Plenty of teams in the past have come down, failed to go back up, and it's been oh the championship too hard, too difficult a league, you know, and and in fact it's it's probably more to do with the, those players and those clubs being badly run and badly managed than anything the championship yeah. is doing from a positive perspective. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Um, and just to kind of go over that point a bit more, I mean, well, two things. So first of all, with relation to work rate, I mean there was a couple of moments last night when we were 5 nil, even 6 nil, I remember and the Matt Ritchie like massively appealing for like a, a QBR like pass back yeah yeah <laughs> even, 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 even at that even at that stage in the game which kind of showed his character of like he wasn't just settling for the fact that we'll just absolutely thrash QBR he wanted more and there was another moment as well when we were, when we were um, 6 nil up where Mitrovic literally ran like 20 yards because I think he lost the ball he ran 20 yards in, in, in QPR spot, so he was close to his, you know, he's close to his own position. Twenty yards to do a sliding tackle to win the ball back, and it was just tremendous. It was like that—that that would have never happened in the past two years. Those two things, like just the, the character and the, the work rate and the passion that the, the players have got. But the other point, just going back to the organisation thing, I remember Carragher um, here in Carragher talked about Benitez about how it almost gets kind of boring for the players yeah. in, in a good way that how, how how repetitive his drills are around organisation he just does the same thing again and again and again in training this is where this is your position this is the set player this is what and you can just see it like last night it was just a, a drilled team who you know the likes of Kieran Clark for example I don't think he's a particularly great player but he's now just in, in this kind of being drilled to like know where to stand, know where to be positioned, know where to move when he has got the ball, when he hasn't got the ball, and you, you could just literally from a, an oversight on the pitch last night, you could just see how structured the team looked. It was absolutely brilliant to see. I totally agree. And a, a, a wry smile um, crept um, along my lips uh, Monday night when the commentators at the start of Sunday Everton were saying, you know, you can tell this is a well-drilled David Moyes side. Showed all the traits of it. This is a nil-nil. All the traits of a David Moyes side. And they got done 3-0. It should have been 10. Um, so, yeah. so, yeah, it's all well and good drilling a team, but but they have to be drilled well. Um, and that's, like you say, that's clearly in place. And for me, when, when I heard Mbemba was out injured, I worried a little bit because he's been so good. Since he came, since after the Huddersfield game, I mean, he's been like I think Sai yeah. often says he he's the one player, not Richie, not Shelby, even though they are, but he's the one player who just just looks too good for this level, and he's still young yeah. and it's and it's great, but to have Clark come in like you say, nothing change, and 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 like that, I want to talk to you now about the the pressure that must be on the players to perform well is and we've talked about it many a time. We you talked about it a lot last season in terms of competition for places. Yeah. And, I, like I've, I, I said numerously last season, and I was going to tweet about this last night, but I thought I, it was it sounded like a negative tweet, even though it wasn't. So I didn't. I said numerous times last season, Perez and Mitrovic can't play together. Whenever McLaren did it, we got beat. 
comfortably. They were both not in the game. And what happened last night, both of them were, well, by all, by all accounts, you were there, you'll have to tell us, both of them were excellent. So yeah. how, how big a deal do you think this competition for places is? I think it's huge. I mean, I, to be honest, I didn't even realise that Denver was injured last night. I just thought he was, uh, again, just rapper just rotating the squad. You kind of second guess what he's going to do. But um, the competition of places, I mean, you just looked at, like, the shows were brought on. I mean, you're like, you're like oh, bloody hell, Atsu's coming on. I forgot you yeah. signed him. And he literally terrorised QBR when he came on. I mean, he, that, that lad's got pace and he can dribble with the ball. I'm, I'm pretty excited to see what he can do um, with, with Rafa coaching him as well. And um, and you just think, Dwight Gill? Didn't, no, nowhere near getting on the pitch last night. Yeah. And you just, or and the army. Uh, bloody hell, the army. Again, yeah. you, you, we've got this strength and depth. Like, when the team comes out, you look at it an hour before kickoff. Nothing like startles you or nothing surprises you or nothing's like, oh, where's he? You just kind of like, yeah, looks looks like a, it looks like a team that that, that that could win this game, and that's been very different in the past couple of years when you're like, oh shit, he's playing, or why has he gone with that lineup, or why has he gone for that formation, why is he pairing those two together? It doesn't, it's not even a thing now, like with with, with Benitez and, and the squad that we've got, um, and I just think again, kind of two points, two points in one here, as far as the defenders go, you know, you got. You got Hamley come on the pitch last night, and both Hamley and Clark both scored goals. Yeah. Both, both from like set pieces again, which is a, another just brilliant thing that Benitez has started has brought the, the club, which has been vacant for so long. Is how you know how, how effective we are from set pieces now. But you've got Hamley and Clark now, who who are probably thinking, you know, they're, they're probably pleased that they actually got the goals last night because it might be that the goals that they score are things that are going to give them a chance of getting selected the next well, week. Well, I- it, 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 I want to make a point on Hanley, and I'm pleased you raised him because I thought it was really, really good management of Benitez to, to bring Hanley on at all. Because unfortunately for Hanley, he's the lad at the moment who doesn't. If everyone's fit, he doesn't get on the bench. Now he's 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 Blackburn's captain, a Scotland international, signed for five and a half million pound, which is a, a, a big amount of money for the championship. And he like a derby, he normally doesn't get on the bench. And I presume I think he came on at four 0 or something. So Newcastle are four 0 away from home. Rafa Benitez isn't sitting there thinking about you know what you know his private life or how, how, how what what a good job he's done or how well yeah. he's thought right. I've got to try and get Grant in the action here because he's you know I've got to try and keep him happy. I've got to try and keep him involved and to give him the chance to come on and score that goal was really good management. I I agree and I do even though I I, I love this fact that we've got such strength and depth and competition with places it does still you know. You get a little bit anxious thinking about certain players and players, regardless, no matter how well bought they are of the team and the end goal, and that they, they will all play a part. Footballers want to be starting games. They don't like being. The, the, the footballers probably deep down don't really like the idea of like squad rotation because yeah. they want to be starting every games. And, and and you know that that if we go up to the end of the season. There's going to be a good chunk of those players that will not be playing for us next season. You know, there's they're probably. You know, some of them might be like to Hanley. You know, he, for all intents and purposes, Hanley could be gone at the end of the season. We don't yeah. know. Like yeah. it's, but 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 you know, the, it's 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 a good problem to have, and um, and it just it's it's so clear to see players who are like like last night. You could see you could see Mitrovic, who had a great game. Um, you could just see him just die in the score because I think he, he he's now thinking he's got to get on the score sheet to. Because he knows that Dwight Gill might well come in next week, and he wants to give that question to Benitez. Yeah, and it's just uh, 
like you, you, you could just the likes of Lazar at left back wasn't even on the bench last night. Just, yeah, it's it's just a, it's kind of just upset you. That just we're just so not used to it that like, but people talk about having a squad that um, competition for places. It's kind of like a bit of a cliche, but actually you can see in Newcastle it's actually you know providing some fruits. So um, yeah, it's. It's, it's, it's good to see like yeah Perez is probably a great example of that because I've been his biggest critic this season he's well because he's been very poor even he got a lot he of was, he was tremendous last night like. and there you go and I, I was thinking to myself when I saw him in the starting lineup last night and I think that was one of the big shocks from the, the starting lineup I think everyone kind of got the feeling that Rich was going to start I think that the press knew he was going to start but Perez yeah. particularly in his favourite position um, you know behind the striker I think if he didn't perform last night he knows he's not even on the bench for Saturday because yeah, Murphy yeah. Murphy new signing striker international goal you know and Rafa Benitez has come out after the match and said he's been great in training it was really hard to leave him out you know so Perez that that basically this is the kick up the arse I think Perez needs <laughs> because we all know he's got the talent and you say he was exceptional last night he sounded exceptional and we all know that he, he should have been the one player thought he'll piss the championship and he's gone yeah. the other way before last night so another one who that threat of not being dropped but not even making the bench which to a lot of footballers yeah. is a humiliation obviously like yeah. you say it shouldn't be with Newcastle I'm sure it's not but it's just a fantastic position yeah. it is just on Perez uh, yeah I'm a big fan of him and I know he's had a lot of criticism from, from yourself and, that, and, and a lot of it's been justified because he hasn't he hasn't been producing what you know he can and I think and I was thinking last night when I saw him in the lineup because I actually think that his best his best pairing is with Mitrovic just, it just hasn't worked and a manager hasn't been able to get the best out of that pairing mm-hmm. um, thus far and I thought if he doesn't perform tonight he, he's in big trouble like like, he's, like you say like he's, he's potentially not even making the bench and you can just see I think even from the first couple of games I remember against Fulham when I was there Perez just just looks up the shot you're like we're a pair of bollocks you're going to get knocked to the ground you can't just sit in your arse and complain. And last night it was like a, 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 he was like a different man. He was the one that was putting his body weight into the defenders and pushing people off the balls. And he, you could just see that he's, he's kind of maybe just yeah had that kick of the arse and realization that he's not gonna he's not gonna get a lot of referees in this week. He's, he's and, and you could just see he's, he's he's actually got more strength than than he's shown previously. And maybe that's just down to his like how he plays as a football. Like maybe he does like try and go down easily or whatever but he he just looked like a, a bloke that just had a you know knew the pressure was on and raised his game for it um, and I, I've got to I've got to just on the topic of specific players I've, I've got to just sing the praises of uh, Hayden and Shelby yeah. I mean for me those two were just when you talk about players who are too good for the division I mean last night those two were just an absolute dream partnership Um I mean, talk about uh, Hayden as a starting point. He can do everything as like a sitting midfielder. He can tackle, he can head, he was spraying 20 yard balls, 30 yard balls, long and short. Uh, accurate balls as well. I think he was involved in one of the build up of the goal where he spread the ball out there, maybe Atsu or someone. Um, and, you know, he, he, he was just nicking the ball off QPR uh, midfielders again and again. And then Shelby, he just. Uh, he just, I can't, I can't believe the amount he's running compared to what he was doing like, end of last season. That sounds daft, but he just, he just constantly just 
running about and running forward and taking the ball with him and he, Shelby just yeah, I think there's a top Premier League player in him oh, I, definitely. I, 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 and, and uh, it's just an attitude thing but he just he just looked last night he was he was dreamy like as a footballer you just you can just see him just pinging balls anywhere he wants and every time it's just dropping on another one of our players feet and his, and his goal was absolutely top goal I didn't actually realise how good it was until I saw the replay of it. <laughs> yeah, some goal. He, I was going to talk about him anyway. Um, but the big thing for me is that if, if you look at him as a public persona now, he's everywhere. He's been on Talk Sport this morning, early doors. He was on, yeah, Shelby. Um, he was on goals on Sunday last week, and yeah. he's, he's he's done interviews with uh, Radio Newcastle. This is a guy who, when he was captain under McLaren last season and then under Benitez initially who refused to speak to the local press do you know what I mean as club captain yeah and I, yeah, and I don't yeah. I don't think it was a case of he he's an arsehole I just think he, he lets his head get so down and he's so he takes so much personal responsibility for the way the team performs he's, he was unable to kind of even want you know want to face the world or speak to anybody and that affected his performances and like you say I've, I've always said well, recently, I've said, he guarantees starters under Benitez who will not face squad rotation in the league, most likely, are Celts, Lascelles, Mbemba, and Richie. And I think, I think you add, I think you add Shelby to that, to that quartet. Now, I think, I just don't think there's any way he won't play against Wolves. He'd, he'd definitely be in the starting lineup. As will Hayden, and as will others. He won't make wholesale, you know, he'd probably make three or four changes each game. Not, not the kind of changes, for example, the Wolves managers make in every game, signs seven to eight changes, and that doesn't seem to be working for them. That's a different story. Um, yeah. But I, I think Shelby's played himself into into the team indefinitely. Oh, you have to agree, and you just the thing is though, you see like how him and Hayden play together. You know, you, you, you kind of like as a football fan, you set in midfield, you pine for these like two set in midfields that can just both have their own great qualities both have so much chemistry together but those two have it and you can just see, you can just see they both know each other's like strengths you can see Shelby is confident that Hayden will just win the battle and he'll, and he'll just give he'll give Shelby the ball and then it's, and then it's up to Shelby to, to start making things happen going forward and and I think that's just such a crucial partnership that you know how, how can you break that you know the, the, the team was just it's basically revolving around last night, revolving around those two. And yeah. um, as far as like not having people you can drop, ah, based on what I saw last night, what I've seen so far this season, ah, I'm struggling to see you dropping either of them. But I know that that's just not going to happen. I mean, you know, it wouldn't surprise me to see Hayden not start against Wolves, not because yeah. he deserves it, just because like Rafa's like, well. I don't need to play Hayden this week. I, I could, I could, I could save his legs. I've got someone to come in just to be, you know, that can, that can fill it. I can play the army or whoever. It's just. I, I think I think he will start them. I think he, I think he'll start them. And whenever callbacks come in, it's always been away from home. So we got he brought him in at Bristol City for Shelby, yeah. and he brought him in at Derby for Hayden. As so I think, and, yeah. and, and, and I think so. I think your your, your top end of games, if it, if the time is right, he'll bring them in. Also, I mean, if you if you've li- I don't know if you've listened to um the True Faith meets Benitez podcasts, yeah, yeah. but um as 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 Mick said when he met Rafa last week, um. You know, he was the way Rafa spoke about Hayden. He was just convinced he would never drop him, but he was away with England under twenty ones. And I think Rafa yeah. will always—not that he'll punish players for being away on international duty—but he will always try and reward the group 
who he's training with day in day out uh, as opposed to someone who's been on international duty not because he holds it obviously he doesn't hold nothing against him but because because he, he values that, that like you say those drills and that training um, to such a high regard for his team that, that any player who's around more often in the run up to a game will, um, will always get the nod personally I think I think um, I think we might see Gufran rested because he's had a good run now yeah. Good run of games, like you say. If Astu was good, that he he might get his chance. But then, like like you said earlier, it's just so hard to predict, isn't it? I mean, I can't foresee um, Gale and Diame not playing. But like you said, with Perez and Mitrovic playing so well, I mean, it's a great problem for Rafa to have, uh, and a, a big problem for Wolves. And like like Mick said on the podcast, imagine being an opposition manager trying to figure out who your defenders have got to mark. <laughs> like, it well, could... I mean, you look at you look at Wolves. Absolutely helped last night. Was it 4-0? Was it they got beat last night? 4-0 and the, um, the, the, the capitulated because it was 0-0 on 73 minutes. Yeah. And um, so you're looking at the, the manager absolutely lambasting his players, cancelling it the off today, bring yeah. them in and uh, and you can just sort of like see he's got two massive problems now. He's like, shit, I've got I've got a team who just capitulated, heads will be down, and I've uh, basically came out and absolutely hammered them in the in, in the media. And then I've got uh, and I've got Newcastle uh, who've just beaten QBR away 6-0 and I don't even know what Rafa's <laughs> going to start the line-up going to be so I can't even there's no point even watching their last game is it? Yeah <laughs> <laughs> It's uh, I mean it's just the, the way the, the, the way we're going at, I mean you just the one the, the one good thing is just the injuries are just so we're not we're not getting hammered by injuries I don't even remember picking them or not but it doesn't sound like anything serious but No you just you just get nervous thinking about injuries and that disrupting the momentum. But that's exactly why we've got this this squad where like, if we get like one or two injuries, we've got people to come in. But. And that's the thing. That's the thing about Mbemba, and you you say it a slight. It was reported by the club a slight knock, and that's really positive as well. Not that he's got a slight knock, but the fact that he didn't even make the bench because it was probably in the past, and you think last season he would have played. But with yeah. Rafa, but with Rafa, he doesn't need to take risks. You're not 100. Exactly. percent You don't. Point. You yeah. don't play. If you're not 100 percent on this, you don't play because we've got players who are and who are good enough to take your place. So. Yeah, that's a really, really, really good point. I mean, you can even look at Gufran last night, who's starting to look like he's going to be a key player for Rafa this season. Yeah. And you know, got went, you know, had a decent enough lead, and just said, you know, no point in you playing uh, any any further. I'll I'll just bring you off. It's not a problem. And then we brought on Atsu, who, on the side that. Understated his performance. I think when he came on, he was he was all over the place. He was switching wings, and you know QBR just looked absolutely terrified of him. <laughs> and you just think to have, to have that sort of like resource available on the bench um, is he, he could be like a, one of these players that just comes on and changes games or just brings an extra spark and added spark into the, the match later on. Yeah. Um, but no, it was just it was just tremendous. Like, everything about it was just fantastic. It was just a great, great night, and um, and uh, yeah, long, long may it continue. Um, I mean, the QBR just—I uh, know they didn't have a lot to shout about, but I've been to Loftus Road a couple of times before, and I mean, the atmosphere there was just—I'm <laughs> not, you know, it sounds again, it sounds very cliche. But it wasn't the Newcastle fans weren't there. It would have sounded like a morgue. Their fans just just looked. For minute one, completely and utterly disengaged with what was going on on the pitch. Um, it was a bit bizarre, really, but there you go. They're all right. I mean, we're, we're met, we spoke, I spoke with a few of them after the game, and they were all carrying wishing we were good looking. One of them actually had a, a James Perch 
uh, much worn shirt. That <laughs> 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 I was chatting him for it, but I, it was a. Uh, um, I just think I, I think you've got a lot of these teams now that they're, they're, they're just going to start doing what we did the past two two, uh, two years and just start writing off games before they even started, and rightly so, you know. <laughs> I think, I think that just about does it today. It's, it's been good to have you, Richie. I've got one personal shout-out. Um, me and the lads who normally do the podcast are going to Rotherham. Obviously, a couple of them have got more than enough points, but if anyone listening to this has got uh, a ticket with plenty of loyalty points that they wouldn't mind um, the three lads uh, using for Rotherham away, that would be much appreciated, and uh, the post-match podcast would be much better with all five of them than uh, just two on the drive back. So that's a bit of my selfish shout-out. Um, so, Richie, thanks very much. Um, appreciate you coming on. I'm, I'm pleased to, to hear you had such a good night, obviously, and you've been through enough of the dark days as anyone. Uh, it seems a long time ago since Norwich, doesn't it? <laughs> uh, it does, it does. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's nice, nice to see us winning and scoring goals. Yeah, little things. Right, thank you for listening, everybody. Um, we will be back with you for the match preview of Wolves Radio Tyneside. What is it, a home game? One thirty Radio Tyneside Online. Please listen in. If you don't, we'll stop doing them. <laughs> and after uh, the match on Saturday, we'll have a post-match podcast around 7pm. That should be with you. Thank you. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.